Welcome back to Basic Crypto. Today we are talking about Ethereum. Yes. Yep. What is Ethereum? And do you have any Ethereum? I do not have any Ethereum. No. Do you have any Bitcoin? I have a little bit of Bitcoin. Okay. Yes. I have no idea what Ethereum is. Okay. I know it's fun to say. I mean, you've 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 seen it. You've heard yes. about it. I've seen it and heard about it. I have no idea like what it's meant for, what it's there for. Okay. Um, I just know that. Well, Ethereum in and of itself. Um, is is very similar to Bitcoin in the sense that it is um, a cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. but it's not similar at all um, be- because of what it can do. So Bitcoin in, a, in and of itself, like I've talked about in a previous podcast, is just a ledger of transactions and you can transact Bitcoin. That's it. Period. Done. Over. Okay. Right. It's just like a, it's a store of wealth and you can exchange that wealth back and forth. Ethereum um, and, and the way that Bitcoin runs on the blockchain is uh, proof of work. It's called proof of work. And that's how the all the blockchain happens. And if proof of work, that's another podcast. Definitely go check that out as well. Um, but Ethereum, what that does is it's also run currently on proof of work. Okay. But it has what's called smart contracts. Okay. Have you ever heard of the term smart contracts before? I've heard you mentioning it before, but I'm not familiar with what it does. So it was... Uh, Bitcoin is very simple, and because it is very simple, it's it's very hard to to hack. Very hard for things to like go wrong in it, right? In the code, because it's just very simple. Ethereum gets a little bit more complex because you add in if then statements. Okay, okay, yep. and if then statements are like if I give you this, I get this, right? Right. So if two addresses, if one address gives another address one Ethereum, then the other address gets fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that's essentially the, the basis of smart contracts. If then, right. And so the beauty of that is that you are able to um, now make it do a lot of other things. And, and a, an example of this would be like um, a title company. So okay. you can say you, and you can put into like, um, if, uh, if this transaction is agreed to, then this title is transferred for the Ethereum that is is put up for um, auction or whatever, right? Okay. So, and, and, you know, if that's the if-then statement, which essentially means, like, if I accept your five Ethereum, then my title transfers to that address. Oh, okay. And so um, what you're going to start to see in the future is titles of, like, houses and properties or whatever can start moving pretty quickly, okay? Because then you you take out a title company, you take out everything because it's all done on code and it's all done on a computer. You don't need any lawyers because there's no interpretation. The, the computer does all of that work and it's not going to, there's not going to be anything that's misinterpreted. It's, I'm putting my house up for sale for 20 Ethereum. I get and and somebody says i will give you 20 ethereum for your house i say yes and then at that moment i get 20 ethereum and they get the title to my house oh very interesting right that's interesting and scary at the same time and so because of this though um ethereum can have things built on top of it yeah okay so the network that ethereum runs on can have things built um like different and in different coins that's exactly what they do okay okay and, and so they are called erc20 tokens Okay, and so and what those then are made for is all these people that want to solve specific problems. And the title company that I just made is a good example of it. Okay. Another one is going to be insurance companies. 
in the future, I, I can definitely see a future where you're going to have insurance companies and that's how you are paid out is through smart contracts because you know that your crops will not grow if you have four days over 95 degrees, right? Okay. And I stole this example from a different YouTube video, but, and so like if, if you as a farmer, you enter into this smart contract that says you will pay $10,000 for your insurance this year. Um, or your premium of $2,000. But if, if you spend, if there are four days in a row that are over 90 degrees, you get $10,000 to supplement your crops, right? Okay. If you can, and that's a simple example, but you can make them more complex. Like if it is over 90 degrees for four days and there is no rain and the, the cloud cover is X amount and, you know, whatever, then you, then these payouts happen, right? Interesting. And people will be able to to make it so that that works, you know, on on smart contracts if they write it correctly. And if they don't, that's that's the downside of this is that if you write a smart contract and then there's a flaw in it, then it's just like, well, shoot, you can't change it because they are like that's how they're done, right? That's how the computer runs it. But you can write a new smart contract and just use that one instead. Okay, you know, and you use that ledger instead. Gotcha. Right. So smart contracts is essentially a smart contract run by a computer to make sure that everything is secure and exactly in its place. Yep. And the downside of it is that if it has bugs, it has bugs forever. It will forever have bugs. And so you would have to develop a new smart contract and a new chain of smart contracts to, you know, to do that. And so, and yeah. And, and, and a lot of people smarter than us are trying to figure out those bugs and, and make it so that we can run stuff like titles on it or um, insurance and, and that kind of thing. So there will be a future that I can buy a car off a of Craigslist using Ethereum. Ethereum? Well, and- yeah, and that's the thing is that Ethereum is is just the network that this runs on, right? right. And so, so um, it's able to... Like you can use other coins that sit on top of Ethereum um, and the way that those contracts happen and the the way that things go back and forth is through Ether, which is what uh, the token that Ethereum uses. Okay. Okay. And so, and right now that's kind of the bad part about Ethereum is that it's super expensive. The fees are just astronomical, right? So that if I, if, um, if I wanted to transact my um, money into basic attention tokens, for example, um, or um, that then I have to use Ethereum to make it to make that exchange happen gotcha. because it's running on the Ethereum network. The, that's that's the fee that um, makes it so that everybody that does the proof of work, all the computers that are doing the work in the background that uh, to make sure our smart contract is legit and actually follows through on everything. They're going to get compensated for something, and that is where the ether and the gas fees is what they call it comes in. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and so then, the other aspect of this that's kind of cool is um, what they call flash loans. Okay. okay. And the, and a guy figured this out, and he made three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars doing it. But if if there is a demand for a token that is on the Ethereum network, okay, on a different like in two different places. And so you can find it cheaper in one place, more expensive for another. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say Polkadot, because that um, I believe that used to run on the Ethereum network until it became its own native token. Okay. Okay. 
but or let's let's just say it's Concoin because that's gonna be my example. I have Concoin, okay, and it runs on the Ethereum network. All right. Um, and and um, different exchanges want that token because they want to be able to trade it, right? Well, if Concoin can be um, exchanged and bought on one exchange for fifty cents, and it can be sold on a different exchange for fifty-five cents, I can make money right there just by buying it from one selling it to the other so you borrowed 10 million dollars you bought 50 cents you bought whatever um of con coins that for 50 cents then you went over here and you sold them for 55 cents now you have 10 million plus dollars and you give your 10 million dollars back to its original place wow right okay and that's called a flash loan and the guy figured out that you could do this because it's all running technically on the ethereum network and he made like $365,000. Now, that's not a thing much anymore. I haven't heard of it happening recently. But the computer, because it's all run on smart contracts, the computer can run that right there. Yeah. You know, and 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 figure out if it's going to work and then not execute it until it knows that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it does, then it works and boom. Because all of this code is open source. All of the... All of the the ledgers open source. Everything, all the smart contracts are open source because the the computers that are doing the proof of work need to be able to check it. Right, and so that everyone can see and prove that yep. it, yeah that it works. Right, and so it's all well and good. And there are a lot of people that you you might hear it. There are a lot of tokens that are coming out that are called Ethereum killers. Right. Okay. And Ethereum killers are ways that this smart contracts can happen but with less gas fees. Hmm. Yeah. And that is done by, instead of doing the proof of work model, they do the proof of stake model. Okay. And staking. And that's going to be in our next podcast. And so definitely come back and listen to that because we're going to, going to talk about what actually is staking and it's a way to make income passively, um, that you can make income passively, by really locking up your tokens so that they are not used or putting them into what's called a staking pool. And Ethereum right now runs on proof of work and they're going to be moving to Ethereum 2.0. Depending on this podcast, they might have already. That is going to move to a proof of stake model. Cardano also has introduced staking because if you remember or if if you don't know, all of these coins have companies behind them that are helping push them along. They're updating the code that are working through that besides Dogecoin, you know, because they just made it and said goodbye. Yeah. Um, but like they, they have companies that are putting this out there and trying to make it better. And and there are different ways in the code that these companies get paid. Ethereum, you know, gets paid through gas fees, you know, whatever it is. And so um, Ethereum is working to make Ethereum 2.0. And they're going to push that forward into a a proof-of-stake model. Um, And there are other coins that are um, developing as well. ADA is one of them, Cardano, um, that uh, they also have a staking model. And and, uh, Polkadot is another one. They run on proof-of-stake as well. So we'll talk about that in the next podcast. But that is the basic rundown of what Ethereum actually is and why it's so powerful in this space. And um, it's definitely the most popular. So if you hear about anything that uses MetaMask, that's going to be mainly like in in the Ethereum world because it's really what it's doing is it's trading and swapping coins. And and other coins were made like Uniswap is a a coin. Um, It was made to 
do this and to have all this world, you know, and, and be a part of this world of swapping coins for other coins. And, um, and I'm, and now I'm getting too complicated and I don't want to, don't want to confuse people, but Bitcoin, Bitcoin is transaction of wealth. Ethereum is smart contracts and transactions of other things by using if then statements. Very okay. Wow. This is the more we're digging into this, the more fascinating cryptocurrency and that world is becoming. Mm-hmm. It's very, very interesting. What it is. Future we have, and probably the number one place that we can use Ethereum right now is in Kickstarter. Okay, because it's a very, very simple if-then statement. I'm going to put up my Ether or my Con coins right onto this Kickstarter platform. If it reaches a hundred thousand Con coins then um, the coins get given or not then given to whoever started the Kickstarter. Yeah. If and or if they aren't, if it doesn't reach it by this time, then I get my coins back just like Kickstarter. Hmm. Because right now you're trusting Kickstarter. They're that central entity that you're giving your money to and you're trusting that if it reaches $100,000, it's going to go to the person that started the Kickstarter. And if it doesn't, it's going to come back to you. Right. But you can trust a computer instead. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and that also makes it so that you, um, there's a lot of places where p- if people don't check the code and they don't check how this goes, they can get screwed. Right. And they can, um, somebody could write up essentially like Ponzi schemes or, um, pyramid schemes that would essentially be like every coin that gets put in one goes to this address you know, and, and then it becomes yeah. mine or whatever. And so that definitely needs to be checked and there needs to be some kind of regulating authority, I think, um, for certain things, um, but, or people need to be able to check it or there needs to be a respected authority that, um, that um, checks these things so that people can invest in them and, and actually trust that what they are putting their money into is actually going towards what they believe and that in the smart contract, they would get it back out. And those can be checked. Because it's all open source, it's all there. So definitely do your own research, guys. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, Hit the uh, comments below and uh, definitely check the description to see if there's any uh, way that you can submit a question or um, anything that you want to know. And we'll dive into it in as simple a way as possible, as basic as possible. So thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.